And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation that I'm hoping helps your business grow. Marketing, it's everywhere. Are you any good at the LinkedIn side of it? Because LinkedIn is a lot different than Facebook and Instagram and everything else. And it's where a lot of people are doing business. And it's where a lot of people, quite honestly, suck at doing business. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into some LinkedIn marketing tips. And before we get too far into that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Chatdesk. Does your business receive a high volume of phone calls? You can deflect over 10% of your calls to Facebook Messenger and save up to 80% of your support costs by using Chatdesk. They have a special offer for Startup Hustle listeners. It's free for a limited time. Learn more at chatdesk.com. There is a link in the show notes that's going to help you get there. With me today, I've got Brian Burke, and Brian is the chief Mac man at Sell Your Mac. You can go to sellyourmac.com. There's also a link to that in the show notes. Straight out of Cincinnati, Ohio, Brian, welcome to Startup Hustle. Woohoo! Thanks for having me, Matt. Look forward to chatting with your audience and dropping some LinkedIn knowledge on them. I'm just excited that uh, you know I'm for my sometimes my kids call me the Matt Man, but you're the Mac Man, so I, I'm a little interested. What, what in, makes uh, you the Matt Man? Well, just you know, Batman, Matt Man. My name's Matt. Uh, I mean, you yes. know, just goofy dad joke stuff, which I may. I may actually publish a separate episode of just dad jokes because according to my wife, I have enough material. Um, now, speaking that of would material, be an epic, epic episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll either be the most popular or the most hated. I don't know. Now, 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 Brian, you know, we're here to talk about LinkedIn tips and you're, and you're the Mac man. So give us a little bit of a backstory about, well, why you're the Mac man and why you are going to, why we should listen to some LinkedIn tips from you today. Awesome. Let's do it. So I've been the Mac man for years. I love Apple products, been passionate about them since I was a kid. And when I graduated college, I really started focusing on buying and selling technology and then quickly found myself uh, pivoting to 100% focus on Apple, which is my, my true love and passion. So then I launched SellerMac.com to be the, the portal that people can go and get cash back for their products you know, quickly and easily, making it really hassle-free so they can avoid trying to sell it themselves and all the scams out there. So we love helping people upgrade their technology. And if you can get your hands on the latest Apple stuff, I know it's expensive. So this our website helps you know kick back some of that money back into your pocket. And on the flip side, we also turn around and resell these devices on our sister site, renewedmax.com. So if you're looking for affordable devices, you can go there. I'm going to check it out because, you know, as the founder and CEO of Fullscale, go to fullscale.io. I have, I employ hundreds of developers and Macs are sometimes expensive. So having a good outlet of where I can buy and provide those is not, awesome. not, a, well, let's not get, a bad thing. Let's get them some nice $500 Macs. There you go. So, all right. So LinkedIn, 
uh, as I mentioned, man, I, I think that like people are, I, I see some people that are masterful at it and, and there are so many people that I just feel like if I could turn off their account, I would. So <laughs> you can unfollow them. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. Like every day I remove a connection from someone and I'll tell you why here in a little bit, but you know, LinkedIn is, is, uh, I mean, well, first off, like when it comes to LinkedIn, you know, like what's your overall impression of how it can and should be used for anything? So to me, LinkedIn is a business tool and a social, social network. So when I'm on there, I do love just engaging and making new friends and contacts, but also from a business standpoint, you can really focus on trying to drive people you know, to your website and to some of your offerings. And you know, I can give you guys all some great tips to do that, but it's all about really leaning into the audience. You know, what do they want to hear? Don't make it all about yourself. You have to ask them questions that they're interested in, that they're going to engage with. And that's really one of the best ways to get your audience interested in what you're doing in a non-salesy way. And not many people are doing it. So it's a big opportunity. I just had that exact same conversation with the marketing team at Full Scale the other day because we were just talking in general about, um, you know, engagement, right? Because so many people make a post anywhere and you can look at it and you're like, so what, right? So what? Like really yeah. a strong like why, why should i respond who cares who cares and part of what i was saying was you know we need you need, we need to do a better job of reaching out and speaking to the to the, whoever's receiving the impressions to the problem that's that they're interested in not just talking about us but how do you solve a problem yes and i i had a very interesting experiment with this so i in order to prove this and this okay as a business owner or a mentor or a teacher you always enjoy being right so i literally created a poll <laughs> on linkedin about cold calling and i asked like i said i made a comment so i kind of did the mix of of me and them meaning like someone else's yep. thing i said so my phone doesn't ring if you're not in my contact list and that made me think so i am not available to cold callers at all uh, and That's so awesome. I, so, well, so I asked the question is cold calling dead. Um, it wasn't expecting a, a, what felt like a viral post afterward, but the, at the current, that was about a week ago. It's got about 110,000 impressions and th over 3000 nice. votes, hundreds and hundreds of comments, including many people that are trolling me for the laziness of that question. Cause apparently that's a commonly asked question and some people just hate it. But that said, there's got, so many haters on there, but we got engagement, <laughs> we got, got engagement. And I think that for LinkedIn marketing tips, that's like the very first thing, like you're there, if this isn't Facebook, people don't want to yes. see a picture of your dinner or your kids. We're talking about like, that was a real topic and clearly one that people are passionate about, but it got engagement. It also proved me right. So I felt, so I, I, felt I like, what, like how you mentioned that people were trolling you on it, these creating a little bit of controversy in an authentic way yep. does really drive engagement, especially on polls. Oh yeah. And right now if people are trying to increase their views and engagement. I would say polls is the number one type of post. And a lot of people are, you know, upset. They're seeing too many of them and stuff like that. And the reason is influencers are using them because they're getting insane reach. Mm -hmm. My, my poll last night is over 400,000 views already. So yeah. You got me beat. You got me beat. <laughs>
<laughs> now, but you're, you know, one of the things, so as, as I've progressed down my career as a marketer and an entrepreneur, I've learned a lot about tribe building and the concept of tribe building is, you know, there's even a popular book by Seth Godin called tribes that yeah. talks about making yourself like the top level conversation, but you really create a lot of value when people are talking within that in that ecosystem. So there's like, literally like you, like, I'm sure you have a shit ton of, of comments and stuff like that. And oh, like, yeah. these people are having very educated and, and cordial for the most part conversations about this. But do you, th I mean, how important do you think it is to invoke conversation? I always like to ask a question if I can in my posts and that definitely gets the conversation going. And a lot of times leaving an extra comment or two that has maybe an extra extra question or insight, not that everyone's going to go down there and see it, but that could help spur some additional conversation starting, uh, which is great. And I love that you called it a tribe. I mean, getting people that, you know, love your content that are going to be engaging every time. And it just kind of keeps building their, their over on itself, you know, as long as you're really consistent with your content. Yeah. So troll away people like, and that's, and that's, part, <laughs> but that's part of the tribe though, is like you invoke, you invoke a conversation and an engagement that, Hey, look, you're engaging with my content, whether you think. I kind of, kind of got a laugh when the people leave some like, you know, insanely. I made a couple mean, comments huh? back about that because yeah. someone said something because they're like, and that apparently the subject of cold calling is, is really hot because and it got it. So I have 3,068 votes at this moment is literally 33% say it's dead. 67 say it's not. Now the people that are adamant wow. about it, like I noticed a lot of them are from the same kind of industries, which is kind of uh, interesting. They clearly thrive on cold calling. calling. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was funny because like to even engage, to engage on my post to tell me that the post sucks is very oxymoronic in, in many ways. So Okay, so I, 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 I the same people last night. I, I was yeah. asking people about how old you need to be to be a social uh, or just to be an influencer, and like you know, a ton of comments. You know, who cares? I'm like, well, you care enough to comment. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I recommend yeah. reply with funny things to trolls. It just makes it interesting. And it's funny because <laughs> I, I have one of the comments was someone had said like this is uh, it's it's way cold calling is way better than posting a poll you won't get any action or reaction out of that <laughs> i replied i was like man there's a lot of people like doing something here and i and i so i've got twenty four thousand followers or connections you know it's not massive but it's enough but i mean it's certainly I reached, well i reached a lot more people than 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 a, than that you know so they're clearly out there showing it okay so I've noticed the same How thing. How often do you post, man? I'm curious. Not not a whole lot. Probably not as much as I should, to be honest. Um, maybe once or twice a week. What's holding you back from posting daily? I have 220 worldwide employees and a bunch of clients <laughs> and two children and a new office that I'm opening and like, and oh, and uh, and a strong desire to not stare at my computer all day. So uh, me is the as the better answer there and that, i think that's a good there thing because go. honestly i think a lot of people are you are your own worst enemy in that regard but you know i need to do it like do a better job with that and that that's why i made that example post because i was like you know kind of trying to fundamentally change i think a lot of people get social media and you're right so linkedin as a social media platform and it shouldn't be viewed otherwise it's just business business centric but 
I think that a lot of people take the wrong approach to it. And I think that's going to be my first tip is direct your messaging toward like voice it in a way. All right. So my company provide, we, we help people build software teams. Like you sell Macs, like, right. So like a post for you could be like, um, is the new iMac worth it? I have it. I'm using it right now and I like it, but people will talk about it and they're going to see who you are and a lot of stuff. So here's a question, Brian, like, Okay, so 400,000 impressions, which is freaking awesome. But how do you do something with that? Like, what's the next step? Like, is the next step just letting them continue to see your content? Or do you try to make connection requests with them? Or like, you know, what do, what do we do to make that matter? So I think when you get that kind of visibility, a lot of times you have just natural deal flow. You know, almost every single day, someone sends me a direct message uh, you know, at telling me they have a bunch of Macs for sale or just have a couple of personal Macs at home they want to sell and stuff like that. So organically, it's sending me leads. Um, but also I will make, you know, some more business specific posts that'll lead people directly to what I'm asking them to do. Um, and then, you know, inside the post, you can look at the people that are commenting. And I like to follow, you know, pretty much everyone that's commenting on my content. And then when you're looking at their profile, you can see if they might be irrelevant you know, customer and shoot them a connection request or a message. Uh, I never lose an opportunity to send a, send a message to someone I think that could be a good customer. So definitely take advantage of people that are engaging with your content to do so. I did make a comment that said, thank you all for replying. I'll be cold calling all of you soon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, I'm going to give that a like. I love that. I just thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was funny. And you know, the interesting thing is, is well, I did that. I took that approach and I agree with that approach. So there were some people making comments about this and that, and I did go through and, you know, like one of, one of the comments was like, well, you're never going to actually get a real, uh, a real lead or a client lead. And one guy was like, well, I'm trying to call, I'll, I'll put me in your contact list. Cause I want to call you. I have a call with him today. Oh at my God, that's awesome. And it's, and it's a, it's a, it's someone that is very capable of being a client for what, what we do. So, you know, now that said, I think that some of, some of looking at some of this now look you're if you don't have a big following and you don't have a lot of people to kind of build the spark around it i think you need to set your expectations at a reasonable level um being the host of this podcast i've had a gazillion people ask me over the last four years they're like so i have a podcast and i'm a little frustrated because i only get 50 downloads an episode and is that good I'm like, it depends. Like I, I we just started. Per- it's great. Yeah. Personally, that wouldn't, that wouldn't get it done for us at startup hustle at this point, but there was a time when it did, but you got to look at it and set your goals around. So and I always ask those people, I said, if 50 people showed up to listen to you talk tomorrow, would that be a big win? And they're like, Oh, that'd be great. Okay. Then you're successful. Yeah. But you know, so some of that is like ha- to create content with intent to do something useful with it. So I think that's the trickiest part of a lot of this. So, okay. When you're you're speaking of these, you know, uh, startups and entrepreneurs that are engaging on LinkedIn and trying to find opportunity, I do think setting expectations is key. You know, people can't just make one or two posts and expect to hit some, some big deal. Yep. You know, for me, it's like, I've been working on this now for three years, every single day, making two posts a day. So the fact that I'm getting opportunities now every day doesn't shock me at all because I've been investing, you know, hours yeah. of each day to do this. But if you're not putting in the time, you're not going to see the results. Yeah, so it's taken me it's taken me years thing. to build even that following. And that hasn't been my main focus. But it's, you know, so LinkedIn has 
has some throttles uh, and they've actually tightened them down a lot. Like now you can only make a hundred connection requests a week. Um, uh, everyone and, listening, and, go follow Matt and connect with him right now and follow full well, scale. Let's well, I, 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 I picked up a bunch of followers <laughs> from my poll, so I don't need to reach out now when it comes to marketing. I want to talk about something that really upsets me and annoys me it, for marketing tips. I, I, it just really drives me nuts when the moment I accept a connection request, someone is immediately up my ass and soliciting me. It's annoying. I'm like, buy me a drink first. Very annoying. Or Seriously. something like, I mean, so people look, okay, a couple of things. One, I don't find it particularly compelling that we share some connections and that's the reason that we should connect. I'm so over that little blurb. And they're like, yes. I don't fucking care. That's okay. <laughs> I don't care. Like literally do not give a shit. I'm connected to 24,000 people. Yes. There's some similarities. I rarely see people that I don't, I'm like Kevin Bacon at this point. There's some <laughs> connection there. Right. So that drives me nuts. And then also the like immediate, like that. All right. What, like, what's the best message? Someone saying, I love your podcast or how, the how best message like is approach? accepting the content. Okay. So. Uh, when I was single, the rule was you don't get a girl's phone number and call her five minutes later. Like, give yourself the 48-hour rule or something. And then if you are going to reach out, make it a palatable message. Like, I get like, you know, you accept a connection request. And next thing you know, I've got 600 words and eight links. And like, I'm like, who are you? And no, I'm not reading more than any two of sentences. This. No I'm, one's going to read it. No one has right, time. Right. So, so where, like, when it comes to the the messaging side of it, I think that part of LinkedIn is phenomenally broken in many regards. Like, I, I, I don't find a lot of utility, and sometimes I do. Sometimes it's used. Like, I actually did a sales call earlier today with a a really, really interesting prospect that reached out and found me on LinkedIn. And that's where the first messaging came from. But it was, it was short. It was like, Hey, I'm so-and-so from this company. And, you know, I've been following your company's growth. I think we might be able to do business. How do we, how do we talk about that? That's so much more palatable. I love yes. It. Yes. And also that was directed towards me in many regards, meaning like I had a reason to want to, Oh, you want to do business with me. You're not just trying to show me something. So yes. what, what's your experience been with that? And actually, you know what, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to answer that after I let everyone know that I want to take a moment to recognize today's episode sponsor. And that's chat desk. Many businesses receive a high volume of calls over the holidays. Chat desk helps companies reduce calls by over 10% by deflecting calls to messaging and self-service. And their client list includes Vera Bradley, BarkBox, Thanks, and many more. You can get Chapdesk for free. All you got to do is go to the link in the show notes, chapdesk.com slash shift, and they will hook you up. I love automation, dude. Like automation's big. I love it. I love it. I love it. So anything that can, can keep that conversation on the line. We were talking about messaging features um and like you i'm all can have I, an automatic message reply little uh, little chat bot in linkedin you had yes. that premium though i believe well and you know well so some of that let's i want your intake or your input on the whole messaging thing like you know what what do you sure. think works what jobs because the things i just mentioned it's like i've made a couple other posts in the startup hustle facebook uh uh chat and like people seem to universally hate the the instant the instant chill 
Yes, instant sales are not the way to go. When you're sending someone a connection, if they're an influencer or someone has a lot of connections, they're getting hit up uh, from many angles. You need to be very cognizant of how you're writing your messages to them. And I think the best way to do it is honestly to engage with their content first. If you've been engaging with my content, not just liking it, but actually making insightful comments, and then I see you sending connection requests, the chance of me accepting it is close to 100%. But if you are a random person that I've never heard of and you send me a connection request with no message, there's a chance I might reject it. You know, I'm really close to maxing out my connections at the moment, so I have to be mindful of that. Uh, so I recommend having a, a kind message after you've already engaged with someone. It could be mentioning a, a specific piece of content, for example, or something about that person or their business um, that doesn't look as generic as, hey, I'm also friends with your best friend, Matt. And then it's going to lead to an accepted connection. And from there, you know, don't have a, a, a message go out in, in the sales funnel you know, two seconds later. Maybe give it a day or two, like you said, that kind of 48-hour rule. And really, I think a soft selling message is much better than, you know, here's a link, you know, go like this now and, you know, buy this type thing. If, it, if it's something that's actually interesting, I probably would look at it more um, and also keep it really short. If it's, if it goes, you know, below the fold, if there's more than one paragraph, I frankly do not have time to read the whole message. So I'm skimming at best. So make it your best 20 words and make it count. Um and don't be afraid to, you know, follow up if you have something interesting. But if you're hitting people up all the time with messages and not responding, they're probably just too busy. You know, the LinkedIn messaging inbox is really tough to navigate when you get a lot of messages. You know, on the average day, I get over 100 messages. And it's not like an email inbox that's super easy to, you know, look at them all at once and decide what you're going to you know, tackle and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it is. A, it's a very tough feature to use effectively, I think. So yeah, be very mindful of the messages you send. I think another thing that goes with that is like, I get so many messages that are so clearly like bot driven. I'm like, I, I ain't got time for that, Brian. No. I, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> come on. Like, and so, you know, with just that, jumps out as a bot. I think it just depends on who you are. So like my business, I don't need a high volume of clients. Like I really don't. I mean, we work with like 40 different technology companies. So you know, That's adding awesome. if, if I add four of them, I've grown my list by by ten percent. Now, yep. uh, with that, I've I've really structured so much of my marketing and messaging activity to like I don't I don't care about volume. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's I care about precision. And, you get one new customer a week, you're killing it. Oh yeah, and well, we really are. I mean, uh, and that's that's actually kind of like the benchmark if that's good. Now that said, there are some businesses like yours, you want as many buyers as you can. So, you I know, thousands of people every month. Right, right. <laughs> so my point is, is that's a little bit of a different approach. Yeah. So that allows me to be more like a ninja and go in and really try to identify, you know, the right kind of people. Uh, how is, how is, how, how do you handle your approach? Like with wanting to create volume as opposed to mine where I'm like, Hey, I, I could talk to five people a month. And if I'm precise enough, then I'm winning. Sure. I mean, for me, like you said, on the volume side, uh, you know, we work with consumers and businesses. So trying to get more volume on consumers, it's more of the awareness approach that I'm trying to get a lot more views on my content. I'm trying to effectively tag my company in a lot of the content so people, you know, know what it is. Um, I've made a headline specifically to help people engage with me and lead them to find out more about my business. 
and I'm, you know, I'm telling them I've bought $44 million Apple products. Can I buy your device? So I think the headline is one of the number one places people should take advantage and you can sell yourself. You can do a call to action. It's kind of your space to kind of intrigue someone and get them to look more at your profile. And it's very underutilized. I think 99% of people have their title in their headline. You know, frankly, no one cares if you're vice president, president, managing director, those titles don't mean anything in real life. And so if you can have a, have a title in your headline that would tell someone what you do and want some, give someone an opportunity to learn more about you, that's the best way to get people to engage with you on LinkedIn. Yeah, a few years ago, I did a bit of a, I, I sought some advice from people on the internet and podcast guests and whatever. And th there really was a universal uh, leaning on that. Like the headline, you have a chance to give a unique impression. Like, it's, so some of that I've evolved it. So I'm the author of Million Dollar Bedroom, which, what is that? What's in the bedroom? I have no idea. I'm going to click because I have to learn more. Well, yeah. So you might click on it. Now that's not currently in, in my title. It was for a while. And then I've, you know, in some regards, it kind of depends on what I'm. So for me, I, I've got a lot of, I'm an author. I'm a podcast host. I'm a CEO of a 200 person plus company. And it's like, where do you start? So some of it, I think, put it around your like, well, what do you want to accomplish? Because there's a lot of people that have done a lot yeah. of stuff, you know, like, like, I'm not I don't care about selling books, says the author that sells books. That's not but that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't what the, my why of writing the book. You know, that like, brings, honestly, I wrote the book, I, street, cred, of street cred, street <laughs> exactly. cred, dude, I've probably given away more than I've sold at this point. And I've sold quite a few, which tells me I've given away even more. But so some you're of that, hustler, you give them away. Well, some of that. So recently, earlier this year, I was uh, added to the for uh, the Forbes next 1000 list. The first, the first, uh, the first group of the first 250. So I put that in there just because it's something. Yeah. Now, you know, the funny thing is I don't really even care about awards. Like I get people that it's have PR. It, well, it's, it's cred, it's street cred. cred. So some Trust. of that is like, put a little bit, put something interesting in that title that makes me want to just click and see who you are. And you're right. Yes. Like CEO of a company you've never heard of. Now, if you're the CEO of a brand that is like internationally known to rock the microphone, then yeah, maybe yeah. put that up there. But yeah, most of most of our own brand identity is not as strong as we think. <laughs> okay, so the things we've talked what, about. What, what's your headline now? Uh, well, so I so I use LinkedIn a lot for recruitment. Yeah. So I put I'm back to the full full scale CEO and founder, uh, startup hustle podcast founder, Forbes Next 1000. So if you're using it for recruitment, you should add something in there that says you're hiring. We are. Yes. Well, the problem is, is then I get an influx of people from uh, all the other countries I don't hire in. Um, no, it's, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. So some of that, and there's, there is a wildly different approach. Okay. So everything we've talked about now is. is can I, can I call it out the fact that you've changed your headline a few times? I think it's a really great use case for people. I've changed it a know. few times just this year. So th that's awesome. Yeah. I think people need to be encouraged to change oh, yeah. it for whatever matters at the time. It's not a static environment. Yep. Every other week, you can change it for something you need to, need to find out about. My, my book author, I can hear him saying it because I had the same editor, or editor, excuse me, um, Patrick Price. Go to askabookeditor.com. The dude's been the uh, editor of like 15 New York Times bestsellers. He's a great, does a great job. But I always hear Patrick say, Matt, you got to lead with the need. 
And, but he's right. <laughs> so you lead with the need. And that's also yes. going back to our prior conversation about the message. Like, so like a need, well, define with your post, define what you, you want and do the same thing with the headline. Like, honestly, I might change my headline to need help hiring software engineers. And then if you need them from a certain place, write that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's so, but that's leading with the need because, and it's also yes. me speaking to your problem, which I can help you solve. But that get, that'll get your attention. So okay, so everything we've talked about now is all about all about organic, meaning stuff you can do for free. And there's a lot of stuff. You know, we talked a little bit about some etiquette in the chat thing. Um, that was good etiquette you got there. I want to talk a little bit about paid marketing because this is something that I have found you can be remarkably precise with. Uh, when and I don't know what your familiarity is with with paid, but my God, I can, I have literally, now I have over 10 years of, of CPC and digital marketing strategy and implementation experience. And I've learned a lot along the way, but I'll tell you what, there is no platform that I can be more precise with than LinkedIn. Like when That's it comes awesome. to business, now Facebook has a broader audience and does a lot of stuff, but um, LinkedIn, I mean, so in LinkedIn's paid ads, just the kind you see in your feed, I mean, you can direct them towards cities, regions, uh, comp specific companies, job titles, industries, like company oh, size, yeah. like all of that. So if you know who you're trying to reach, man, you can be laser sharp. So I actually use that for recruiting talent and also for recruiting clients. So, so do you, do you uh, sponsor a lot of your company posts? In that some of them, some of them. So I'll, I'll even tell you, I'll even give you the blueprint. So once again, we sell development services at full scale. So I'm able to, for example, get info that these 1500 companies are hiring Python developers because they have ads all over this or that. And I'm able to, I can either upload those company lists and, and show ads only to their CTO, CIO, CEOs, or founders. Um, or I can do it on a more general basis. Now, the more precise you get, I can actually, in, that, in this example, create an ad that says hire Python developers and show yeah. it to companies that I know are hiring Python developers. That is precise. Now, in order to do that, you're going to pay a lot per impression, but who cares? Because that's who you're trying to reach. So... I mean, yeah, I've got, market. I've got campaigns and you know, the thing is, is it depends on what our availability is. So I've got all these switches and levers I can turn on and turn off. And, you know, now that, I mean, those are remarkably precise. Now, as far as the posts go, no, not so much. Cause no, I don't, I mean, I, I do that through the full scale LinkedIn entity, but yeah. there's not, it's not the same as like, when you say a, a sponsored post that might be like, Hey, look at this article that I wrote, or here's an infographic about how awesome I am or something. <laughs> but yeah. So, so now, now that is laser sharp, but at the so same I've, time, I've it's also, it's also really expensive. It's real as far as CPM goes. Now, for those of you listening, quit being obsessed with CPM. It exists for a reason. Cost per milla is what CPM stands for, meaning what your average cost for 1000 views of your anything is. So that's CPM. And some people are like, well, I don't want it to be more than $7. You pay based on the precision. So if you have a low CPM, it's because the it's a really broad audience. And you're telling these platforms, hey, there's like 2 million people you can show this to. 
that might work for you because all those people, I would imagine you may have a hard time even getting precise enough for how I mean, many on the, on the business side, we, we could be a little bit more precise, but on the consumer side, it's anyone yeah. who has an Apple product, which is like half the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's, but so at first that seems like an advantage and then you're like, wow, look at all the people we could market to. Then you sit down and do it and you're like, wow, look at all the people we could market to. I know. You Same words, completely somewhere. different feeling. <laughs> yeah. So for us though, it's back to that precision. So I think if you have, you're trying to reach a specific anything, you can be laser, laser sharp there and be pretty effective and put your ads in front of the exact job titles, people, companies, sizes. Like I, I think that's a powerful, powerful tool for businesses that have clearly defined who their customer is. So I need to take more advantage of this. And after this call, Matt, I'm going to do a deep dive into why I'm not doing more LinkedIn paid ads. You know, I do sponsored posts every now and then, but have not had great luck with it currently. You know, we do most of our uh, paid marketing on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's been really effective for us. So, you know, we're able to focus exactly on which keywords are going to drive the right traffic and uh, have higher conversion. So that's where we spend our time and focus currently. And that's what you don't do on LinkedIn, by the way. So LinkedIn, it's like, yeah, and that, but that's what I like about it. Because really, like with Google ads or Facebook or all that, you're just trying to get people in the funnel so you can narrow mm-hmm. it down to the right people. But if your business serves, like, like I said, it's uh, and that audience gets pretty small and precise. And that's good. Cause like, I need specific decision makers to take what we do seriously. Now it's expensive, but worth it. Cause in the end, it just buying a bunch of cheap ads to get to the same result. is a lot more work. Yeah. And, you only need a couple of customers. <laughs> it can, well, it can also put a lot of, a lot of stress on your sales process in your funnel. Like if you fill your funnel up with shitty leads for your salespeople, that's all they're going to do. They're going to waste 90% of their time. So good. You know, what, what did Frank Lucas teach us an American gangster? You go straight to the source, man, cut out the middleman, get in there. <laughs> So just, you know, go go right to the destination you want. I love but, your references. They're <laughs> trying, man. I'm trying. That's, that's, uh, I, yeah. All right, what, what, what's Steve Jobs quote you're going to throw out here? <laughs> I don't know if I have any of those. Yeah. Uh, you're, these are madisms, And there are some people that I've worked around for a long time that I'm positive have books of these that someday I'm going to be held accountable for. Okay. So, yeah. So in this regard now, all right, so we've talked. I, I have one other. I have one other paid marketing thing that I want to mention. While yeah, we're please. On that topic. Um, I'm not sure how many people have tried influencer marketing on LinkedIn, but I'm seeing this as a really uh, great new tool that people can, you know, share their product with a huge new audience. And these influencer posts are probably cheaper than most people would guess. Um, I would say on average they're between fifty to two hundred dollars. And you know, these people have audiences. You know, everyone on there is over thirty thousand. Uh, and a lot of them, you know, hundreds of thousands or into the millions. So this guy, Anthony J. James created the platform influencer active. I'm happy to drop a link for your, your, everyone in their show notes here. And, you know, once you go in that, this influencer marketplace, you can, you know, read about all these influencers, see their, uh, follower count and stuff like that. And you can just hire them directly on the platform, you know, like hundred dollars for a post and you share the content you want them to post or the video and they post it organically. And then their massive audience gets to interact and find out about your brand that before might've been, you know, non-existent. So pretty reasonably cheap way to get your name out there. Yeah. People have a love hate with the, the term influencer I've learned. And I, I was actually had a meeting last night, a, a evening meeting and 
the lady asked me, she's like, so you're an influencer. And I was like, yeah, but I don't use that word anymore. You know, cause some people just fucking hate it. They're like, yeah, this is lame. Now, that's what that, I found on my we, post last night. There's some haters. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Hey, hate away, hate away. Uh, so, yeah. so we have a, for those of you listening, we have a past episode about influencer marketing where my friend Ryan O'Connell, who's the CEO of Boomin, that's B O O M N.com. So they literally, their whole business is about uh, creating partnerships with, uh, overwhelmingly with product companies. And then they line them up with very specific influencers and help them, yeah. uh, help them execute these marketing strategies. But in that episode, uh, Ryan talks all about the value and the quote mid-level marketer, which is like us, like there are people yeah. that have followings we're, of we're, we're uh, micro 20, 25,000, uh, in some, in some platforms as low as like 10,000 and some, but they're really precise. So like, for example, there was one product, I can't even remember what it was, man. I got to go back and listen. Um, but you know, the, this per the influencer, so those influencers are, are, they are available at a very affordable price, uh, because they're not, they're not big. They're usually like mid-level at what they do. A lot of times they're kind of like that semi-pro in certain things you know they haven't they're not really making money at it and some so, people are, are some people are fine with making less money i mean people yeah. are buying packages of you know five posts for you know under yeah. 200 dollars on there right yep so you look at that and what are your impressions now the thing is is like one thing that so i've learned this from from this very podcast because i oftentimes line up for a, a zoom call and I'm talking to someone and I'm telling them about us or what we do. And they're like, oh, dude, I already know I've been listening to your podcast. But there's that's trust. That's and that's what you want from the influencer. You want the influencer. You want it to be presented in a way that makes sense, you know, because that's yeah. the thing is like if you've listened to a lot of these episodes, people, then you know that I do not bullshit, you know, so notice. And, well, I don't, but I don't, but with that, I also don't recommend stuff unless I really yes. believe in it, you know, like. All right. So for you, an unbelievable mic company should hire you because I know you're an audio expert. And <laughs> if, you promote, if, you're, if you're promoting that mic, we would know it was high quality. So, so you know, Brian is going to send an invoice to Yeti for like <laughs> 50 bucks there. Um, but no, I mean, it's even it's even down to our sponsors. And once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Chatdesk. They help you reduce the number of phone calls coming into your business by shifting calls to Facebook Messenger and other channels. You can get started in just a few minutes. The service is free for limited time use. Look, there's a link down in the show notes. Click it. I could lay out a long URL. Just click, go check it out. Hey, I, ha I spend significant amount of time automating and creating efficiency in all of my businesses. I've been an expert at that for years. And this kind of stuff is the, is the way. It is the way. And you, a lot of people look at this stuff. They're like, well, I don't know if I want to pay for that yet. First off, it's free for a little bit. So go check it out. Second off, how many, Time how, money. how many clients sales or whatever. So like recently, and I have no vested interest in, in saying that we just started using HubSpot at full scale set up properly. That will be our most effective employee. Just meaning, cause here's the thing. Software shows up to work every day, people. It's That's people that are inconsistent. So yeah, but now that said, I mean, you know, when you talk about influence or whatever, we don't really accept a whole lot of sponsors. I got to make sure I want it to be something that I don't, I, that I think doesn't suck. 
You better trust, so, you better trust so, the product and service. So do person. look for that, though, <laughs> if you're going to use influencers, though. You want to talk a little bit about how it's going to be presented. Because if it's just like, hey, this is an ad, that's different. So uh, it, if you haven't checked out Startup Hustle TV, go over to YouTube, just mainly so you can see Eric Perkins. So he's one of our cast members, and he's a construction entrepreneur. He's really a YouTube entrepreneur at this point, because now he makes more money off YouTube than he does off his construction wow. company, which by the way, has a five-year wait list to build a, a mountain home. But Eric is, you know, that's where he he's finding a niche and he literally has reached out to his own, uh, the to the material makers that he loves the best and says, hey, I do this, I have this audience and I'm using it on the show. And it's been wildly successful for him and for the materials companies. So that's awesome. Get a good win, get, yeah, get a good win-win in there. So. I, I like to end my episodes of the show with what I call the founders freestyle. And th thanks for the conversation, Brian. This has been, this is a, a very interesting topic. Now with the founders freestyle, I give everyone an opportunity to, Oh, sum up what they've learned, what they liked, what they didn't comment on and really just now realize that they should. <clears throat> now I say my episodes, I'm not the only host of startup hustle. Make sure you tune in. Uh, you know, I used to say Tuesday and Thursday, but we're shuffling the weeks around. So I, I want to try to be accurate. So listen to the weekly show by Andrew Morgans, who Andrew talks all about e-commerce and uh, Amazon brand acceleration. Tune in for Lauren Conway's weekly spot. She's the founder of Innovate Her and one of my personal heroes. And for the fourth quarter of 2021, you will see a weekly post, a weekly uh, uh, episode from a guest host. And those are gonna be in a variety of lengths, shapes and topics we wanted. We have met some very interesting and compelling people over the years that are subject matter experts far past your normal hosts. And we wanted to give them a platform. So make sure you tune in. We're trying really that cool. out. Yeah, it's something different. And you know, it'll go really well you or it won't. You the word post they also should be in a post they will they will so so brian we're, we're here we are at the founders freestyle what do you got so i love helping my community online and offline so if you come to sellermac.com or renewedmax.com get a quote if you want a bonus you know use my personal promo code macman m-a-c-m-a-n that'll give you some extra money if you're trading in or give you a discount if you're buying and I truly love helping people grow their audiences on LinkedIn. I do some personal coaching. I do LinkedIn master classes with companies and individuals. So if you think it's the right opportunity to grow your audience and you, you're ready to put the time in, I would love to work with you. Uh, so please reach out. If you go to linkedin.com slash IN slash Brian the Mac man or search anywhere in social media with hashtag Brian the Mac man, you can't miss me. So what's your, what's your number one tip for success on marketing on LinkedIn? I'm not letting you out of here without a tip. Consistency. There you go. If you are not posting literally almost every day, it's going to be really hard to grow. You know, you said you're at 24,000 over a long period of time. So you, you put the effort in there, even if it's only a couple of times a week. So I think being consistent and thinking about the audience, you know, what's in it for the audience. You have to be thinking about the audience to make them care about your content. I agree. I, you know, a few things, and these are kind of generalist. Uh, okay. Create, create things that don't suck. Like if you're, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If you want someone to make it fun, it's representing <laughs> you too. Like, look, you don't have an excuse. Go join canva.com for free and make amazing images. Like I literally like, it's funny. Cause Matt Watson, 
will often, he's like, dude, you might be the best graphic designer we have, which isn't, <laughs> hopefully the marketing department didn't hear that. But on some of that, I do it all Canva on Canva. It's super simple. It's like, and it took the pain out of like making an image and you can do that. And, and another thing too is please get rid of your 10 point font in your images that you post. Like I can't <laughs> read them. I'm old, man. I, 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 agree. I can't. I literally had to take the pic a picture of the back of a package the other day so I could then look at it on my phone and zoom it up so I could see it with these old man eyes. But look, there, there's if you've been a longtime listener, you know that part of what drove, I've talked about this so much, part of what drove our marketing efforts and was the most successful ad campaign we have run and still run just says a podcast for entrepreneurs and it has a startup hustle logo. Like that can be, that's like, Keep it simple. it's got milk. And it was actually looking at a got milk ad and watching a masterclass. And I was like, shit, why are we not doing this? You yes. can get, so you got to do things that, that, that shock and persuade people to do, to comment, like share any of it. You got to put some call to action in there, you know, something that just gets them involved. Otherwise, it's just another thing that people are going to scroll past. And you got it, Matt. Yeah. Short call to action. Yeah, and, and it, yeah. they they literally probably going to read one sentence or less of yeah. your post to decide if they're going to keep so, going. So overwhelming in, in in almost every situation, you don't win at the post. You win at what happens after it. So that's what's important. And it's like you know we were talking oh, about well, we were baby. talking about CPC <laughs> earlier, and you know you've bought and sold tens of millions of dollars worth of max. So, you know, sometimes people will say to me, they're like, well, I tried CPC, but it didn't work. And so tell me more. And they're like, well, I got like 250 clicks, but no one bought anything. That's not the fucking ad's fault. That's your fault. The ad's job is to <laughs> get the clicks. website not working. Well, dude, it's the, yeah, it's your, the yeah. ad's job is to get clicks. So also like my advice with that is, you know, take time, tune up your LinkedIn page. I just did this again the other day. I just did it the other day. You can put videos in, you can put all that in and you need yes. to also QA it when it, see how it looks in mobile. Okay. Not just web browser. See that it looks good in mobile. It looks a lot different. It does. And the thing is, is like, don't overwhelm it. You got, I have, so I have a video about, I have a video about uh, what full scale does. And I have another link that goes to this podcast. And that's all I need in there. And then there's You're other down your experience section. Go through, yeah, go through it. Yeah, you, well, in, yep. in the end of now, in where I've worked, I may have a couple different links. So I'm just talking like right at the bottom, brief bio. Look, okay, people probably aren't going to click the see more on your bio. Like, so keep it above. Unless you have a really good first line. True, true. <laughs> and that's my point though. So yeah. give me something that makes me want to keep reading at the top. Remember, yes. lead with the need. Make your headline not suck. And, you know, like overall, like, I mean, that's it. So, I mean, we I, could go on for tips forever. I mean, I think one of the biggest problems could. in the about section is people go third person, write it in yeah. the first person yep. and talk about yourself, not oh, just yeah. the, your business. Yep. So people want to know who you are. That's, that's the one that's another you're making. There's something about this episode that makes me keep thinking of my book editor. Cause that's, that's the Holy grail of writing is doing it with a voice. It's when, People hear the voice with what you're reading and, it, and that resounding echo is in their head and it's, it just speaks to them. And that's, that's why, it, hey, don't be so freaking formal. 
you know, like have fun with it. Have I think I'm, I might make, I social. might make a post that says <laughs> says like this post if you hate it, and just see what happens, you know, or something like you will get a thousand likes, Matt. It, it'll probably go viral, and I'll try to figure for I'll try to duplicate that I can for the rest see of my it life. Now. But, but here's the thing. It's funny because it's uh, another thing. I mentioned the cold calling and people trolling me. I did make another comment because someone was, there were a lot of people giving me shit about even posting that. And I like to kind of have fun with people. I said, well, make sure you stay tuned for next week's post that asks about cold emails. Um, <laughs> so, but, but it's true. I, like, it. I mean, if that's what people, I, I, I'm still shocked. Like so many people want to hate on that kind of post, but you are taking so much time to talk about it. Like it works. Apparently, apparently it so did. I'll, I, I, and to the guy that was asking if I had converted any sales when the post had been up for six hours. No, I hadn't at that point. You're going to need to give me a little it, more. It, time. it took two more days. <laughs> take a little more time. Brian, thanks for joining me. Go to sellyourmac.com. Check out what Brian does link in the show notes. I'll see you down the road, buddy. Hey, cheers. See you, Matt. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.